Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to The Men of Valor Program. Today we're going to uh, continue with uh, Debbie, uh, my wife, and uh, last time we were talking about uh, things a wife can do to learn how to trust herself, and today in part two we're going to talk about how a wife can also move on and, very importantly, learn how to trust God. So thanks for being back. Thanks yeah, for welcome being back here. to the show, Debbie. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So we don't need to summarize the last one, I think, but uh, just moving right into this one, uh, you have 10 points. So number one. <laughs> well, let me just summarize what I'm going to say today by, by saying that I think one of the things I noticed for a wife's journey uh, through something as painful as sex addiction betrayal is that First and foremost, I think she finds that it's a journey of growing deeper in her faith and dependence on God. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, when we talk about building trust, we probably could have reversed all of these and we could have started with trusting God, uh, then trusting self, and then looking to how a spouse could be more trustworthy for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to just make sure yeah. we get the order right, even though our... So spouse... you're saying putting God first really has its benefits. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. It okay. does. And it's not always the easier thing to do when you're in pain. Right. Um, I think our tendency is, is to want to try to control and to see, you know, what all we can do to change things and look to another person. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all important. I'm not saying that, but... Um, first and foremost, in trusting God, you know, I wrote here that we want to learn that we we need to surrender our spouse's life to the Lord uh, for his protection and care, for his knowing um, that I can't control him, nor can others. And um, truly, you know, his decision to get well is going to be one that's between he and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so surrendering that, knowing that um, it's not about what I can do to be a better person, a better wife, to be more sexual, to be more fun, to be more intelligent, is really not, not going to be the solution to this problem. This is kind of like uh, Alanine's first step a, a little bit, don't you mm -hmm. think? Or maybe I'm overreaching there, but I think Alan Ann's first step, I admitted I was, I was powerless, powerless over, over, the, over, over the, the alcoholic. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one would be I'm powerless over the addict, really. Uh, yeah, that would be true. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the second point in terms of trusting God, I think, is is really developing a belief that, that I, I can surrender my life to him, too. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, all of it, the needs I'm going to have, the money that it's going to take to get into a good program, um, what we're going to tell everybody, how, how in the world I'm going to manage, you know, the label of this in my life. I mean, there are so many things we worry about and we seek to have answers about and we worry how in the world we're going to find the resources, the time, the energy, whatever, uh, to manage this kind of recovery. And I think, in essence, we're learning to surrender that and just trust that, that God provides. And the stories I hear are so heartwarming. I could write a book about the stories of how God has provided for women in so many different ways when they certainly were felt out of options for themselves. Right. And this is where I think we our, our dependence on the Lord grows when we've tried and tried and tried so many different things that haven't worked, and we do finally surrender. Right. Um, number three is really about trusting God's timing. 
I find this is a really interesting one, especially because, again, as humans, I think we want things to speed along. Right. Uh, I know I had one woman come in. She was eight months pregnant. Um, her husband was due to get transferred in um, a month to a new location. And what she was hoping on this first visit with me is that within these four weeks, we could kind of wrap this sex addiction issue up. And um, I said to her as gently as I could, you know, my experience is it's really going to take quite a bit longer than that. Um, and what I have learned is that oftentimes God's timing is even way longer than uh, what we experience sometimes in, in being able to help people here. And I've also learned that God's timing is always perfect. You know, I can't always explain why things happen when they do. But I know he has this ability to orchestrate just the right experiences at the right time um, such that we learn what we need to learn in that moment. And he allows us to move along in the next step of our program. Yeah, I think that this has always been one of the hardest for me, I know. Uh, I think a lot of the addicts wonder, why did it take so long to get the help that they needed? Uh, but now as I look back on it 30 years ago, you can see the elements of all the things that God had to get in place before I was willing to get the help that I needed. So, uh, From a marketing standpoint, if you can come up with that four-week program, <laughs> you uh, love it, huh, that, I, I think we could sell a lot of that. That's just one yeah. of those quick fix deals. I, know. You know? I used to think, you know, if we could just figure it out faster and whatever, it would be so great. But what I know is, you know, God needs us to experience certain things before we can move on to the next thing, and it just isn't going to happen. As usual, no, I as was usual. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, we know you were, but on, the other, but on the other hand, I mean, I think there is a large percentage of the Christian community who would like to go to a weekend seminar. Oh, and, and, and um, come home fixed. Come home fixed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Uh, we are kind of moving along faster, speaking of fast, but... Okay. The show has its own timing, too. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, number four. Number four is um, I'm beginning to trust in God that when I struggle with not having the information I need, that I will trust him to provide that for me in some way. And I find this is amazing, too, the stories I hear, because um, while it's true we can be detectives if we're sensing things aren't matching up or we're just fairly sure something's wrong and we don't know what in the world it is and We've tried numerous ways to try to ask the questions we would like the answers to. Um, sometimes it just gets to be time to surrender all of that and, and to simply pray to God, you know, if there's something more you need me to know about my relationship or my husband's behavior, I, I just trust that you will let me know in some shape or form what that is. And the stories that I hear that follow that kind of surrender are amazing. You know, women that knew nothing about computers and all of a sudden they realize they're in on their husband's accounts reading emails from someone or they've been led to a certain place where they've detected some information or a printout came on their their computer printer when they hadn't even selected anything and it was information. Um, but I, I have to believe that, that God is part of this. It's Again, it's too superhuman um, for some of the women to to be able to do some of the things that allowed them to get the information right. they needed. So right. trusting that, um, trusting that God will get it to you if he needs it to to you. Well, it's kind of one of those mm -hmm. things, too, where be careful what you pray for because you, you may be getting information that could be mm -hmm. painful also. So, mm -hmm. All right, number five. Number five is a little bit of a recap of what I said last time, is just shifting that blind trust that we gave to our spouses and shifting it and said to God, 
-hmm. the only person who is totally trustworthy here. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we can ask for certain things to build trust in human beings, but really we all fall short. And there's no human being that can give us all, all that we need to totally and forever guarantee trust in who they are. And just, I think, living in the truth of that right. is healthy. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're through five of the ten. Maybe we should take our break for... Yeah, let's take our break right now, and when we come mm -hmm. back, we'll conclude this, uh, this uh, ten-point list. You're listening to Mark and Debbie Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Hey, brother, there's an endless road to rediscover. Hey, sister, know the water's sweet, but blood is thicker. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week uh, is uh, sent to us by our friend down in Orlando, Joe, and, uh, but I am going to modify it because I think it was a very specific situation to him, but I think it's representative of some general things that can happen. And uh, basically what he was describing is that they had made a new acquaintance at an airport uh, of a young couple with a young baby, and the husband was uh, scrolling through his phone, I think, to eventually show... Photographs on his phone. Photographs of uh, the baby or that kind of thing. But he also stumbled across uh, a rather provocative photo of his wife. And uh, I guess he was, you know, a proud husband to show how uh, attractive his wife was. And uh, uh, I don't know, I didn't see the picture, but evidently it was quite, in a way, inappropriate or at least triggering uh, to an addict. And I think the general part of this is I think a lot of times we do kind of get... Uh, exposed at times whether we want to or not somebody is trying to show us something on their phone and uh, uh, something else comes up that we really uh, yeah innocent circumstances that right. balloon into a trigger that's right okay yeah, that's right well let's return to our special guest Debbie Laser today and continue with this list mm. all right number six we're on number six yeah um, I'm learning to trust that God will never abandon me because I think that's uh, a fear most of us have at some point that right. we will be all alone and, and no one will be there and I think sometimes when we're crying out in our pain and we're praying for 
uh, his intervention in our life and it doesn't seem like we're hearing anything and we, we start to question whether he's there at all or many of us question how in the world could you allow these things to happen to me right. if you're really there um, why is it that you're allowing these things to happen to me right. um, I think really growing our trust in God that he is in there he has been there he will be there he will never abandon us is something that we learn to really trust over time yeah, I know we are. We record this show and people listen to it at various times. But as we were recording this show just last weekend, um, we saw a very powerful movie called The Shack. For all of those who read the book, uh, it's a very it's very true to the book. But you know, it, it's answer uh, answers to conversation between God and the main character. Uh, this whole thing about trusting that He's always there, mm -hmm. even when bad things are happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, number seven. I want to also continue to trust that God loves me. You know, we spoke about that a little bit in our last session also in terms of trusting ourselves, but um, really, really believing and living at the core of who we are, that we are a precious one to him, mm -hmm. that he wants to prosper me and that he has filled me with passion and purpose and really trusting him enough that he didn't make a mistake right. in, in who I am. I, I often connect to this one mostly by um, thinking about myself as a parent to my own children. Mm -hmm. And I think about how, how it, it is um, sad for me whenever they don't think they are enough. Because when I look at them and I think about having birthed them and brought them into this world and they're so, so special um, that I can't imagine and, and it just you know, sickens my heart to think that they aren't living in, in the love that I would have for them. And I, I think about God being like that with me. And it, and it helps me to grow this place in me to, to stop questioning sometimes these places inside of myself and just trust that he didn't make a mistake. Right. All these things are matters of ongoing uh, spiritual discipline and, and mm -hmm. uh, spending time with the Lord, I think. Mm -hmm. All right, number eight. Number eight is really trusting that God will meet all the desires of my heart. You know, you and I have written a book called The Seven mm -hmm. Desires. We, mm -hmm. we believe those desires are at the, at the heart of all men and women, the mm -hmm. desire to be heard and understood and the desire to be affirmed and to be blessed or loved unconditionally, the desire to be safe, mm -hmm. the desire to be touched in healthy ways, uh, to, to feel chosen and to be included. Right. I think one of the things that we've often looked to is our spouses to serve us with all those desires of our heart. And uh, what we've come to know is that's impossible for any one person to be able to serve us with all the desires of our heart. And in fact, I don't think God was making a mistake when he didn't allow us to be able to do that because if you could be that perfect person for me or I for you, I don't know that we would even need our faith journey anymore. Uh, we wouldn't need a God to be in our life right. to show us how to serve us with our desires. So I think when we come to trust God, it's that in some ways when those aren't met in our significant relationships, um, we know that we can turn to him and we can call out, you know, I'm, I'm in desperate need today of someone affirming something about me. Would you just know my heart's aching for that? Mm -hmm. Or I long, I long for some way to feel safe. And to know that God, either through others or in ways we can't even imagine, ends up serving us with those desires of our heart. Right. Okay, we're kind of zipping through this, but number nine. Number nine is I think that we're trusting God that there is a next right step for ourselves. 
I know we're, we're constantly told that it's not our job to figure out our future and to control that. And I think we're also led to believe that he does give us a Holy Spirit. He does give us a counselor of sorts that, that lives within us that will help direct our next steps. And I think if it's one thing I work on continually with wives is figuring out what just the next right step is. Mm-hmm. Not the one that's five steps down the road, one week down the road, five years down the road, but just the next one. Mm -hmm. And I find it amazing how, you know, God is so much a part of, again, if we listen to those soft whispers inside of us and we pay attention to our emotions, uh, which lead us to our needs, which often lead us to our next steps, that God is incredibly in that. Mm -hmm. What I've consistently found is trusting that when we take the next right step, Um, that God is laying out the next one after that and then the next one. And so sometimes we can get really confused when we're making really difficult decisions. Um, And if we can pull it back just to to one next one Mm -hmm. and trust that God's in that, it makes the process a lot easier. Right. Okay, the next right point, which is number 10. This brings Mm -hmm. us to the uh, grand finale. If I had a drum Mm -hmm. roll, I would play it right now. (laughs) Number 10. (laughs) Well, I love number 10 because... It's probably the hardest one to hear in the beginning of crisis in our life or great adversity from something like sexual addiction, but it's trusting that God will not waste our pain. And the truth is we are in a lot of pain, all of us, you men, wives, um, we're in a lot of pain from the discovery of sex addiction. And when we can trust that God will not waste our pain, that he will use our, our pain to strengthen us personally He will grow our relationships to make those richer, that he will deepen our faith journey. Um, And it's been proven time and time again and scripturally reminded of that also to rejoice in our trials because they will be used to grow us up and not leave us with anything incomplete in our lives. And I know that to be such a truth, so much so that I've been doing research on it. Um, clinically, we call that post-traumatic growth, mm-hmm. and spiritually, we call it sanctification. Yeah. And um, it's a beautiful thing when our clinical worlds mesh with biblical worlds, as we hope ours does all the time. But what I know is um, my favorite place when I'm working with women is when further enough down the road, they can say to me, you know, I, I know this sounds kind of weird, but um, I'm actually kind of thankful for this journey because I know I wouldn't be who I am today had I, had I not walked through this recovery process with my husband. One last question about that, because I know a lot of the listeners might be wondering this. Um, I get asked it all the time, as I know you do. How long do you think something like this takes? We were talking earlier about mm-hmm. the fact that it's not four sessions, it's not four weeks, it's not right. four months, but... Well, I'm glad you asked, actually, because I I recently finished a research project with several hundred women, and this is one of the things we were looking for. Is there growth after crisis in your life? When Mm -hmm. you've been traumatized by something, is it possible to grow? And um, I I was uh, not surprised because I was expecting and was very glad to see that the results validated that, yes, in fact, there is. And with those uh, over 200 women that were part of my survey, and certainly my own life would validate that as well, that given the right resources and enough time to work a process of recovery in community with counseling and truth, there is all the reason in the world that you will end up with growth in your life. 
The timing of that seemed to be for wives at around the period of 18 months to two years. Okay. So it's not to say that we don't experience some good things before that, but I think to get to that place where we can accept that distress in our lives, stress and distress coincided with growth. They both existed together. And um, that's what we would call post-traumatic growth or sanctification, you know, becoming the version, the best version of ourselves, the person that God called us to be. Wow. Debbie, we can't thank you enough for joining us again on today's show. You've been listening to Debbie Laser, the author of Shattered Vows, and, of course, Dr. Mark Laser. Uh, my name is Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you for joining us. We hope that this coming week will be one that's just full of blessings for you and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com. 